0: This is the 62nd edition of WFAE Talks. I'm Greg Collard and I'm joined today by Sarah D'Elia, second week in a row.
1: Whoa, it's like a pattern.
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> so you kind of grooving to the music there? You kind of liked to hear kind of...
1: Yeah, I'm grooving to it while we while I keep it around. Yeah. Yeah, because right. I'm thinking of some ideas to, to switch it up.
0: Yeah, you're given an assignment, but uh, you, you told me today I need to give you... um to, to come up with some new uh, music ideas for the podcast and... I asked you about it earlier and you said, well, you need to give me a deadline.
1: <laughs> well, it's not like, yeah, I've been really, I haven't been very busy this week, too, Greg. So, you know. Oh,
0: I know. <laughs> no, you've been very busy. I guess you have an excuse. And this is not uh, finding music for the uh, WFAE <laughs> Talks podcast. I guess it's not in your job description. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. When we go through the new job descriptions, we'll uh, be sure to put that in there. <laughs> and I'll be, I'll come up with all the, uh, uh, the ways to grade you and whether you're successful on it.
1: Okay. <laughs> I either will be or I won't. It will be very cut and dry, so.
0: <laughs> Lisa Worf is not here today. Just you and me. You're okay with that?
1: Yeah, it's fine. Okay, that's fine? It's good. All right. Good,
0: yeah. good. <laughs> well, let's tar- start with Edwin Peacock. You and Tom Bullock were out Tuesday night, and he was at Jennifer Roberts' uh, campaign victory party, which was a victory party. You were at the Edwin Peacock victory party, which was not a victory party.
1: It was not a victory party although it was uh advertised as such. So um no, yeah, we were at the Dresslers uh, restaurant just outside of uptown and uh Edwin Peacock came oh gosh about uh, around 8:30 and was watching the numbers, talking to family members, talking to supporters and just wasn't getting uh what he hoped for. It was a lot of flashbacks from about 2 years ago when he was losing to Democrat Patrick Cannon.
0: Mhm. And, uh, he, he, he sent one picture that was just kind of sad, (laughs) where he's, look, watching it, watching routines and pretty much, or watching, uh, uh, watching, uh, turn, Watching uh, results come in and he, he, he was just sad. It's kind of said it all. It's kind of a, a little grimace on his face. And yeah, you could see the eye. He just trying to hold out hope but knew uh, there was no hope.
1: Yeah, no, he yeah. in that picture that's on our website. He just is. You see him looking at the screen, looking at the results. And he's kind of just like that half round, half disappointed smile you know, on his face and it's just like he knows what's going to happen and, and, you know, but he's trying to keep a, a good face for, for his supporters that came out.
0: Well, he did reasonably well considering uh, I think he lost by a little less than five percentage points considering the Democratic makeup of Charlotte, which has changed a lot in the last uh, decade or so. It's now – Um, Nearly half of the city's registered voters are Democrats. Twenty eight percent are unaffiliated and 23 percent are Republicans. So it doesn't look good for Republicans in the future in the city of Charlotte. And our political analyst, Michael Bitzer, said as much uh, in an interview uh, following that night's results. Here's uh, I asked him if he sees uh, a Republican winning the mayor's seat again in the near future. Unless there are some extraordinary circumstances, you know, a Democratic Party that is in disarray, uh, an incumbent that's maybe under some ethical cloud, uh, it it would take a lot now, I think, to just kind of reverse that trend of what Charlotte has been going through. I mean, for so long, Charlotte had – that Republican mayor of uh, Pat McCrory, but I think the ground shifted under underneath Republicans in this city, and it's going to be hard to to win citywide nowadays.
1: Yeah, no, not, s- good not good for for news for Republicans.
0: You heard Bitzer uh, re- reference it, unless there's some kind of scandal or right. something bad that happens. Well, there was in your story pointed <laughs> out there was uh, a scandal, uh, but it came uh, you know two years ago, but it came after Patrick Cannon beat Peacock, and then. Didn't help him then, and then... Too much time has passed. Right. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's what we were talking about when we were piecing the story together was, well, there was a big scandal with Patrick Cannon. And maybe if that had happened uh, right before they started campaigning in 2013, or maybe if that had happened as Patrick Cannon was leaving office, that would have been a great time for um, Edwin Peacock and the Republican Party to sweep to swoop in. But that's not what happened. The timing just wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have to say just um, anecdotally that Edwin Peacock was a really candid candidate And, uh, you know, he really wanted to win and he, you know, he was really, he was sad. And uh, that was kind of sad to see. Um, But, you know, his family was around him. He is not sure if he's going to run again he said that he needs to to talk to his wife amy because it is such a you know it drags your whole family through that process so he's going to think about it and see where he is in a couple of years and so we may or may not have heard the last from edwin peacock
0: yeah well jennifer roberts has been through a few races where she's or a couple races where she's lost mm-hmm. um Since then, both – since she served on the county commission, you're you're never out in politics uh, it seems like. uh, When I – when you count people out, it seems like at least in my experience, they they find a way to get back in.
1: Yeah, (laughs) just when they're out, they're dragged back
0: in. All right, other things. You've been into, uh, you, you had an interview with Ben, ben Folds, musician Ben, ben Folds.
1: Yeah, he, um, he came to Charlotte this week, Ben Folds, a native North Carolinian. He was born in Winston-Salem. And uh, I spoke to him on the phone uh, last Friday, and we had that interview air uh, this week. And, I mean, the cool thing about being the arts reporter and being somebody who's into music and art is that sometimes I get to interview people that I've been listening to a, a long time. So Ben Folds, I had... When I heard he was coming to Charlotte, I was like, oh, I got to book this interview. And it was a challenge to book this interview. Yes, it was. It was a lot of uh, coordinating his schedule because he's a pretty busy guy. But uh, I listened to whatever in amen as like, I guess I would have been like 12. Um, I mean, that was just like, I. it was one of those CDs that I listened to so much in the 90s that I like broke it. I don't know if wow. you ever had one of those CDs. Right, I never have like,
0: yeah. broken in a CD. For yeah.
1: Or like you scratched listening. it so much from listening. Yeah. That's so, I mean, I was like, yes, yeah, so excited about it. Did you and have a poster
0: of him on your room?
1: I didn't. I had okay. more Nirvana posters okay. in my room, but um, I was a big Ben Folds 5 fan. And so, and you know, he has this um, new album that came out this year. It's called So There. It's, it's a great album. And the whole premise of this album is that he's working with an orchestral ensemble He wrote a three-part piano concerto that's beautiful. Um, So I was all prepared to ask him about the concerto and asking him about writing music theory. And I asked him those questions and he just wasn't very interested in talking about that. (laughs) He more wanted to talk about his career, his perspective of music, being in the music industry for over 25 years, um, and just kind of what he's learned and how he's grown. And uh, he said some really candid things about, you know, in retrospect, he can look back at his music history and say like, oh, my my career was almost done then, and people hmm. were saying I was done then. I had no idea. I was just making music because that's what I love to do. So um, so it was cool because we kind of got to have the conversation that, you know, my 14-year-old self would have really liked to have had. So it was yeah. it was really great. Bit of a potty mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was not expecting that at all. Um, I've interviewed Andrew W.K., who has a reputation for being a huge partier. Ben Folds, I was not expecting to have to bleep an interview with Ben Folds, but, um, yeah. Yeah, there
0: are other things we edited. We didn't bleep just because we edited him out. Yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah.
1: But, you know, yeah, I guess just felt very comfortable around me to uh, speak as he would to anyone. Yes. So thank you, Ben Folds.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, and speaking of orchestras, you've been on the – I guess the orchestra beat with your arts (laughs) reporting because you interviewed the trumpeter yesterday for for an upcoming uh, story about – the trumpeter for the Charlotte uh, for the Charlotte Symphony.
1: Yeah, this guy. Um, his name is John Parker, and he was at one point the youngest player in the Charlotte Symphony. He is now the second youngest player, I believe. Um, twenty three,
0: the second youngest.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think the guy that's um, youngest now is just uh like his their birthdays are a month apart. So, hmm. um, but he was twenty one when he auditioned to be a part of the Charlotte Symphony and became the principal trumpet player so he is first chair so he's the best in the section how
0: unusual is that to be the first chair at that age
1: oh it's pretty it's really unusual mm-hmm. there are people that make careers being parts of symphonies um so you know it's kind of a mixed age range and i think that that was something that we talked about you know you you were 21 and gosh when i think about where i was at 21 i mean i was not <laughs> auditioning to be a part of mm-hmm. a symphony he's accomplished a lot in a short amount of time um, so, you know, that's one of the things he said intimidated him the most was coming to be a part of a group that had a lot of older, more experienced people. And it's actually one of the reasons why he almost didn't even get to audition to be a part of the Charlotte Symphony, um, cause they looked at his resume and it was pretty small. Mm-hmm. And so on a whim, they apparently called his, um, his instructor, his teacher from high school. And they were like, you know, we got this guy's resume. We're not really sure. We're we're interviewing a lot of good people. Why should we interview this guy? And he gave him such a good, passionate review of, you know, how talented John Parker is. They were like, OK, well, we'll, we'll let him interview and, and audition. So and then they were blown away by him.
0: This is probably a really stupid question. But when you audition for those spots, is it, is it an actual formal interview process too? not just auditioning?
1: That's a good question. Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Actually, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, I'm sure if you were a complete jerk, that would not I, go absolutely. in your, feather, <laughs> your yeah. Favor. yeah. You, you want to make sure it's chemistry. <laughs>
0: and that story will be coming out probably next week.
1: Yep. All right.
0: Anything else uh, on the arts uh, agenda coming up we should be looking mm-hmm. forward to?
1: I don't know. We'll just uh, we'll see. I have a couple ideas, but I don't want to say them out loud in case okay. they uh, you know you never know what's going to happen. I don't want
0: you to either. Then
1: um, Greg, a magician, never reveals her <laughs> her secrets. <laughs> that's
0: right. <laughs> well, uh, one thing we do, I will reveal though is, uh, and that's uh, coming up soon, is a new reporter, a new environmental reporter. Mm-hmm. Of course, we had a Ben Ben Bradford was a great reporter for us. He's now at Capitol Public Radio in uh, California. We posted a job for an environmental reporter, and after interviewing some great candidates, we went with uh, someone local, David Borax, a very, very familiar name to WFE listeners. Of course, he's already a part-time announcer here. You hear him on Weekend Edition Sunday, and uh, most notably, probably, he, he was the owner of the DavidsonNews.net and CorneliusNews.net, so very familiar with the, with the, the players here in the Charlotte area. Yeah. Excited to have him. It's going to be a great addition to the staff.
1: I mean, there's just uh, so much going on in Charlotte, and he's so tapped into Cornelius and Davidson and those areas too. And I'm really looking forward to the storytelling he's going to do.
0: Yep, first his uh, starting date is as uh, a full timer with WFAE is November 16th. So, be listening for more stories from David Borax. And hey, that does it with this edition of WFAE Talks. It uh, goes a lot quicker when it's just two people. <laughs>
1: Well, and time flies when you're having fun, Greg. All right.
0: Well, next time you're here, ex- oh, that's a good way to put it. Next time you're here, though, I'm going to give you a deadline now. Okay. Next week.
1: Next week. Okay. <laughs> I'm not
0: saying it has to be chosen. Just give me some examples. Okay. I'll give you some stuff. All right. Yeah. All I'll right. Give you things to consider for okay. the music selection. All right. Thanks.